Previously on Many Realms, the merchants of Maloon set off on their long journey, quickly adding Marlin the Wizard to their caravan after he fled the destruction of his previous company, an ill omen for the things yet to come. That omen was made yet more tangible with the appearance of a large tiefling watching over the caravan's camp. Hi, I'm Jory. I play Zeke the Fighter, and it's good to be here. My name's Jesse. I play Sylvie the Rogue, and it's good to be here. Hi, I'm Eli. I play Jolie the Cleric, and it's good to be here. Hey guys, it's me, Jordan. I'm the DM. Welcome to Many Realms. Resting over on a hill, you will see a figure watching you all set up camp. It's a fair distance away, but because of how flat the land is right now, you can see like a great distance, but you do see that you're being watched. Are we in the open? There isn't really anywhere that you can go that isn't going to be open. Well, like, presumably there, the thing is, presumably there's a tree line. We can't really go into it because our we'd be abandoning our wagons, but like we're in the middle of a road, correct? There isn't a tree line. It's just like open plains. We're in Saskatchewan. Yeah, we're in Saskatchewan. We shouldn't light fires tonight. And we should um, stay awake in shifts. I mean, usually during the day, like caravans, we don't really need to man them. And so maybe whoever can stay up tonight can sleep during the day tomorrow, about half of us. We're not going to move about without notice with Roddy blowing that damn horn horn. <laughs> Is that a canonical horn? Yeah. Okay. I'm liking this less hour by hour. Zeke, did, did you tell Jolie? I guess I didn't. Sorry, Jolie. That's um, okay. There was, there, there's, uh, there's people up ahead that, uh, I think of tar- are going to target your caravan. The, uh, we're not a hundred percent sure, but, uh, we were going to talk to, uh, talk to, Tulip about getting you some extra protection. Well, the, the mark is wiped off now, right? The mark is wiped off, but I don't know if there's any more communication happening. Got it. Um, yeah, let's... Thanks for noticing. Let's go talk to Tulip. Okay. What about... She rolls her eyes towards the, the figure on the hill. I'm like... I feel like this character I'm making straight up would go up to him and be like, hey! You're like, go up to... He's like... If you, he's like kilometers away. Oh. oh, and we can see him? Yeah, he's just like standing. Like, you can see him, he can see you. Did you give Rodolo back his spyglass? Oh. No, I have a spyglass. Nice. Yes, I spy. I spy with my little eye. <laughs> something that is far away. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a seven foot tall T-Fun. Ah. 
That's the dude. That's not what I say, though. I want to look. Let me see. Let me see. You want want to hit? I'm good. I'm good. Um, Okay. Confirm we're being watched by the tiefling. Um, He's alone right now. Obviously, his dudes are probably near him. Like you can see that he's got a big old uh, great sword slung across his back that is quite large in size. Uh, it's the type of thing, like, I would say for you, it'd be pretty intimidating again. Like, you know, yes, of course. Holy shit. Yeah. yeah Roddy is tough to be certain as is like door. Like you have people among you that are strong and, and good fighters, but you know, this, uh, the sense of this is, I mean, if you were to pit them against each other, are you going to have all the confidence in the world? Not really. feels like it'd be a roll of the dice. This is an intimidating presence. Is there something we can like present to them for a truce, like for safe passage? And if they don't accept that, then we just have to fight. So you want to like r- grab a horse and like ride out to meet this person? Yeah, ride out to meet this person with just like like I don't know. You said they're hungry with some cheese. The uh, farmers seem to think that Carmen could could see reason. Jolie says. I think if we go out there unprompted and offer them food, they'll know we have food to spare. He said that Carmong's men were sick. Is there anything you can do to offer them aid? Not really. I mean, I learned to patch up wounds with a little bit of help, but I don't know how to cure diseases. If if not a cure, then treatment of some kind. I'm just trying to think of things that they would value enough to avoid coming to blows. Yeah, if, um, I mean, I can't even do it that often. It makes me quite tired, but if there are people that they need to save and are on the brink, I I could stabilize them. Maybe we should see if we can seek an audience with him. With Karmong. Okay, um, then a couple of us should, yeah, ride out. Who's coming with me? I can hold a sword behind you. I'll go. I want to ask Dor to come. Okay. Yeah. You approach Dor. Does he know what's happening? Presumably this information is circulating around the caravan. There's a tiefling, blah, blah, blah. We talked to this man. Yeah. Uh, I will say like, you can drive if you want. I will say what you know, Dor is big time money talks and he's pretty much always by Tulip's side, but you can try. I assume they're together. Like I'm talking to both of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and Jolie will say, look, I'm hoping it won't come to blows. That's what we're all hoping. Um, and I'm also hoping that you will lend me door for a little bit of a show of presence. I can offer them some help so that hopefully they don't attack us. Um, in the long run, door probably makes your life easier, your day easier. Yes. Well, I'm not too worried. But you could enlist Dora's services for... Mm, I've really been missing that. Give me a name of three of the cheese. Your most popular cheese. Let's name your most popular cheese. I can't just persuade him. I mean... What's more persuasive than cheese? Uh, do you want to just try to persuade him? Yeah, I do. You can I'm, roll. I'm not going to waste my cheese on just like... Okay. 
come stand near me. And what is the method you're employing to actually persuade them that? That like, oh, like it's in your best interest too? Yeah, it's like you could avoid a fight where you potentially get injured. 14. No. All right, and three of us are going. I'm not going, I'm not going to take him. Mm. Do you want to take anybody? Well, hopefully we're not fighting. That's sure, sure. But you are just like leaving, which is fine. Up, like presumably on maybe like horses so that we could like go back. Okay. Yeah. Um, I'm assuming we're not being secretive about this. My question is, how does Roddy feel about us going off on our own to talk to this guy? If Roddy sees you like taking like like getting with these horses uh, and going, she's definitely going to protest. She's going to be like, "Where are you going?" The uh, tiefling that uh, we were warned about has been watching us all evening. We want to we want to make a deal for safe passage. Avoid violence. It looks like she's is about to like kind of give you the biz. And she looks around and then relents and is like, okay, but I'm coming with you. She hates this and hates that you're suggesting it, but also like in a dire situation, these people that are around, half of them are, you, you literally have an old man and woman. <laughs> so uh, diplomacy seems like a very valid avenue. I want to say that like for Jolie, it is important that we are all like on horses, have an easy means to escape. We have the conversation from at least like 20 feet away, both for like the safety of battle to leave, but also like potential illness. So he's a distance away. It'll take you probably like if he sits there where he is, which at present he is, it'll take you like 20 minutes on horseback to get to him. Like he's far. So as you guys are riding, you get about halfway there. He's been entirely still the entire time, even since when you were watching him both through the spyglass and observing him. He's basically just been standing completely upright, like stiff posture, just looking basically at you guys. He's at maybe a slight incline just to make him a little more imposing. Um, and as you guys kind of come through that proximity of, you know, you're probably about like 600 meters, 500 meters away, he raises his hands and a light starts to glow from them. And I need you, you're on horseback, all of you? Yeah. Okay, I need animal handling from everyone. Hee hee hee, stressing. Six. 19. He's attacking you. Uh, so he conjures a brilliant light. He spreads out his four fingers and from them beams a light erupts, heading towards the four of you. Sylvie manages to pull at the reins and kind of like get the horse to rear, which causes the one coming towards her to kind of land just shy in the ground in front of her and kicks up some dirt in your face. Jolie sees it coming from a distance and takes like a grazing blow to the, the shoulder and take two points of damage. And then Zeke, maybe in his older age, not quite the reflexes what they used to be, uh, gets hit by one of these beams of light and takes five points Fuck. of damage. Get dadded. Mm, half, half or else. And Roddy um, produces like a like 
her actual blade, which is like another kind of short sword, and she brings it up to kind of block this beam, and though it does, it completely just like shatters at the hilt. So she's disarmed, basically. Sylvie's halted in their tracks, but otherwise, like you guys still are having forward momentum. And that was his right hand, which rests at his side, and he raises his left hand. Jolie shouts, we don't want to fight, we want to talk. No, no, no response. This, this, this individual at present does not seem like he wants to talk to you. He's by himself. If the only we're getting through with violence, this could be our best shot. There's nowhere that his like people could be hiding, right? Uh, well, he is at a slate. Like it, it, it could be like over the hill, but as far as you're seeing, yeah. like no. Shelly, what do you think? I'm so uncertain right now. We have to decide, Roddy. What do we do? Um, I look towards Zeke. Roddy is among the leagues of people that perhaps has never fought or seen magic. So uncharacteristically, perhaps, she's actually a bit shaken by this attack. She did manage, like, on her sheer, like, instinctual, you know, like, her her own prowess managed to block this first volley. But it is, like, uh, she is, though all things considered composed, she does not know whether to charge forward into this thing, a force that is uncertain to her, or to retreat and try and reassess the situation. So I'm going to say that at least at present, the the decision of what to do is in your hands. She is, she's not shaken to the inability of like action. She just literally does not what to do in face. She's faced with a thing that she literally doesn't comprehend. Sylvie's totally freaked. No one's ever shot lightning at her before. <laughs> However, she also fully dodged it like a boss. So there's like, you know, give and take. Um, she can, everyone can clearly see that he's like gearing up for another attack. So at the, and he's also not here to talk. She is going to nudge the horse and try to sort of split so that we're not all in like a single yep. attackable beam range. And I'm going to shoot him with a short bow. Oh, we're fighting. Yeah. At, at the very, at the worst, it covers, it like throws him off his balance while we get the fuck out of here. He's not here going to talk to us. I don't know if, I don't think you could shoot him. He's far. You're like, 400 meters away how far is his lightning like it's like half a, he's like shooting you from like half a kilometer away like a sniper shot basically literally no way you can close the distance to get like more meta about it because you guys are asking if you all rode up on this dude right now there's a world where you own this guy like that's totally within the realm of possibility is it entirely super duper likely no but this is you know it's like yeah so i mean it's totally fine and i think and to, mind you the cost of like the cost benefit of that, like obviously if you take out this dude who is like, you've already been hearing about and he's not with his, like for sure, like that's, that would be a huge boon, but it's also a huge risk. The thing is like, okay. The thing is that he only attacked when we got close enough. And if we don't attack, there's a chance he just like lets us go. If we do attack him, it sounds like they're a community and not just like together for convenience. So we're likely to get attacked by everyone else. If we don't, if we provoked his attack by doing nothing, we're gonna have to pass through his camp in half a day's time. Okay, then let's fight. We're gonna fight him sooner or later. Let's fight him while we have the disadvantage of him not being surrounded by his men. Jolie uh, throws her crossbow to Roddy. You know how to use this? Uh, she hesitates for a moment and then is like, "Yes." Okay. I also give her. I like give her the arrows. I guess. Okay. Let's go. Um, 
so the the decision is to engage it seems he's he's forced our hand <laughs> you're gonna have to he's gonna have to attack you so i'm gonna need another animal handling but after that you'll be able to close the the distance i i got a three okay. you will be getting cure wounds later i think okay. <laughs> someone's getting a treat i will save a spell slot for you i don't 18. know what's going on. I have plus one Ten. animal handling. I don't know. Okay, uh, we know what this is. He raises his left hand, and beams of light come flying out from them. Uh, Eli manages to definitely um, uh, avoid them this time, aware after getting a little singed before about what's coming this way. Zeke has yet to learn uh, his lesson and takes six points of damage that pounds into like his plate mail and perhaps like surges through it, shocking him and making him stiffen, but he manages to retain, like, not fall off the horse. Um, and then Sylvie is also, you know, perhaps feeling a little cheeky about dodging the last one, misjudged the timing on this one while maybe trying to get that flank going, and was surprised by perhaps the radius that it could cover. So it's like, if you flank to the left, it's like from his pinky, it actually does wrap around. And you were a little, like, you were just a moment too late, and so you also will take the six points. Six points? Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna die. Me too. Uh, Roddy also takes 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 a hit uh, in this instance. Um, but at this point now, um, oh my god, we have to do combat. Roll for initiative. Seventeen, baby. Sixteen. Fourteen. Uh, he's on the web. Okay. And Rocky is on seven. Yep, top of the order is me, Jolie, then me, then Zeke, then Carmong, then Roddy. Okay. Okay, I have one ability because I gave my crossbow away. So I'm just gonna spam Toll the Dead, which is the only damage dealing cantrip I have. Um, <laughs> what? I just, I love, I, I love this. This is great. You, you have to roll a wisdom save. He hasn't taken any damage yet, right? No. Then he just does, if he fails the wisdom save, 1d8 necrotic. What's the DC? 14. 15. Fuck! Hey, that was the Winds of Fate number. <laughs> <laughs> Are you moving at all? Yeah, back a little. Well, actually, we're all always within his range, eh? I don't think um, we should back up. I think we should close the distance. He has advantage on us at range because he has ranged ass magic. He also has a huge fucking greatsword. He, he can't do both, surely. Sure, <laughs> <laughs> that's for show. I mean, it, I think most of it's you are have to go in, right? Mm -hmm. What do you have? I have, I have both. I'm gonna start with ranged. Yeah. But I, but I want us to be at coming at him from all sides. We can't just like target all of us with anything. Sure. Uh, it's my turn. I'm gonna like move out to here, kind of thing. Again, just trying to like separate. Can I hit him with a short bow from here, or uh, whatever I actually have? I think it's twenty, so I'm pretty sure you're good. Yeah. I'm like screaming my head off. I'm like, this is not what anyone signed up for. This is like balls to the walls. Yeah. Uh, that's a twelve. That's not a hit. Okay, he's immune to shot bow. Shot short. Ha! It's Zeke's turn. Yeah, uh, I gotta. I'm gonna use my second wind, so I can roll d10. That's it. Uh, yep. 
Zero, zero? That's full. Awesome. Yeah, that's 10. Zeke's back, baby. Zeke's back. He ain't no slouch. He's, He's no slouch. slouch. Um, Go kick his ass now, please. I can't run from him? All right, great. I'm gonna whack him. All right. I need to not use this die. Which one? This one that just rolled five plus four, so nine. I don't know if this one's good, but you can go. Can for I? It. Can I just? Just take custody for the session. <laughs> Guess what? Another five. Good meant stuff. is oh. meant to be. Uh, I've never, I've never seen uh, my my players be so like fuck than these past few rounds of this combat. Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, it's Carmon's turn. Carmon. Still, with keeping the sword on his back, instead opts for this round to just swing his fist at you. He's like that. I appreciate it. That's a 12. My AC is 15. I'd say that he kind of swings at you and you manage to, you have a short sword, you said? Yeah. Like I say, like you bring your arm up to block and you manage, especially like off that second wind, you've kind of like maybe, you know, you're in fight or flight mode and you react quickly and block that blow. However, afterwards in seeing that he then produces his big, giant, intimidating two-handed sword, which he now has in his hands. Except for Roddy. Roddy has also steeled herself, and you know, you are her allies, and she does not want to see this happen, and she needs you, and so she steps to the side, shoots a crossbow, and it is also something she is not adept with, and Fucking it flies hell. not true, whizzing past Carmung who, if it was anybody else, would probably have a reaction that was mocking. However, he has no reaction at all. Back to Jolie. Told the fucking dead. He hasn't taken any damage yet, has he? He has not. Ah! Roll, bitch! Uh, right, your spell save. That's an 11. Ha! Four. Okay. I'm gonna move over. This is the first time that he has been hurt by you guys, and so he kind of starts to take this more seriously than he just was. Zeke, you ain't no slouch, right? Ain't no slouch. Prove it. Uh, Sylvie's going to hop off her horse and run behind Carmong to give you a flank, mm -hmm. um, which will give you advantage on your melee attacks. Amazing. And will also give me advantage on my melee attacks. So I'm gonna switch to my short sword that I pulled off that stupid guy who tried to reverse rob me. The dismount, I'd give you the dismount for free, like as your free action. If you want to produce a different weapon, uh, that would be, I think also another free action. However, what I can say is if you want to do like an acrobatics off the horse so that you can also pull the sword out in the same round, okay, I'll, I'll let you do that. That's uh, 14 acrobatics. You backflip off classic backflip there. <laughs> no, uh, you, you manage to kind of like swing one foot over while it's still going and then kind of hop off safely. And then in maybe like one fluid motion, produce your sword. Do you just kind of toss the bow to the side? Yes. Because I think that's typically too, like in the reeling, it's like if you drop the weapon, you don't have to use any type of action. Right, dropping is like a free interaction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'll drop the short bow next to me. Yep. I'm, I'm committing to this course of action. Don't make <laughs> me regret it. Um, and I'm going to go in with the sword. Okay, and you so you have advantage on your rolls. You guys have a flank. So with advantage, that's a 16. Yep, that's it. Okay, and uh, would this be a sneak attack scenario? I can't remember what the ruling is for sneak attack. I mean, he's aware of you, but I can't remember if you just need the flank. Uh, as I understand it, anytime you have uh, a setup that grants you advantage, yep. you're also valid for sneak attack? I believe that's true. 
true, actually. Yeah. If you have advantage on the attack roll, you can deal an extra 1d6 to one creature you hit with an attack. Okay. okay. What you do? That's four points of piercing damage. Okay. And I end my turn. And now it's my turn? It's your turn. And I also get to roll with advantage. You do. Do you have your dueling thingy going? I do. So what does that do? Uh, dueling, when you are wielding a melee weapon one hand, which I am, and no other weapons, which I'm not, I gain plus two bonus to damage. Cool. Please hit him. That one landed all the way under the couch. Oh. But this one's a 19. That's a hit. <laughs> Just roll that other one again for now. 15, so 19 plus four is... Um, more than that, 23. Okay, well, you dash. All right. So Fuck this guy up. 1d6. Eight. Nice. Eight That's a good hit. Not, nice. not a slouch. Tell us about this, Zeke. Sylvie has just gone in and distract him. Um, so I think I just take advantage of that split second of him not looking at me and go in. Eight is a lot. How much damage? How are we doing? After this, like, how how hurt is he? It's like dead, right? Yeah, he's done. You're doing all right. He's hit for 12. <laughs> We're doing all right. So can I say, like, safely say, like, I get him, like, right in the side? You've, like, opened up a wound on him. And maybe I lock eyes with Sylvie and, like, some kind of thanks, I don't know, for coming in and setting me up. And I brace for the next, for whatever Roddy's about to do. Before that, brace for whatever Carmine's about to do, because it's his turn. Oh, it's his turn next. Oh, no. Yeah, he's uh, hurt now, and that doesn't make him entirely too happy. He growls under his breath and raises his big, giant sword over his head and swings it right down on Zeke. Give it. 15 hit. Uh, My armor class is 15. Oh, I believe that does then. I think it's on the member. Okay. And so here it comes. Ooh, that is 12 points of damage. Puts me down to zero. You fall unconscious as he slashes you. I mean, yeah, I mean, he's going to have to cut you pretty fucking good. All right. I say, I ain't no slouch. As I fall, as I slouch, some might say. Remember me as not a slouch. You fall to the ground. Uh, He's no longer threatened by, uh, he's no longer threatened by you. And at the end of his round, he rests his blade on the top of his shoulder and he raises his hand again and it starts to glow blue. Roddy um, has reloaded, has stepped over and is feeling a little bit more confident, especially now that he's like kind of, he's kind of distracted a little bit, but even like he just downed this person. So hopefully, and yes, Roddy deals four points of damage to uh, Carmung, and he gets a bolt stuck right in his side, basically pretty close to where he was just wounded by Zeke. He makes him keel over to the side of it and have to rest his sword against the ground and kind of lean on it for support, but he keeps his hand raised as it continues to glow a brighter blue. And that's the top of the run. Uh, I want to heal. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say like one, two, three, four. Can I touch from here diagonally? Yep. Okay, cure wounds. Okay. Uh, I think I just do it because you are consenting to being healed. Yeah, please. <laughs> what <Hold> still? <laughs> it's a 1d8 plus six. Plus six? 
Uh, it's eight. You're full. Awesome. I get a plus six. Proficient, yet. and my wisdom's four. That's your turn, Jolie? Yeah. So Zeke is back up. Thank you. Okay, so we threaten him again. Would love to kill him before he gets off this spell. So I'm going to stab him some more. Does that sound good to everybody? Yeah. Do it. Do it, you won't. Stop the hot man. Stop the hot man. That's uh, 22? Yep. That's five points of damage. You stab him in the back. You're really starting to pile on this. You guys are kind of like piling onto the same wound, like really seeing a weak point, especially because now he's kind of resting against his sword for a second to do that. And you take that opportunity in that brief window of time to plunge your dagger into him. He keels over even further, almost entirely reliant on his sword, but he stays upright. All right, I'm going to do the same thing as well. So I'm just going to stab him in the same wound, I guess. Stab that (laughs) wound. 15. Is it? Mm-hmm. That's a hit. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Ten. Oh, big points. Nice. Points. If this fucker is still alive, this fucker is indeed still ah! alive. What the uh, hell is he going is, on? He uh, is shadow of him for of his intimidating presence, though, as he kind of is like, he's fully like now, just through sheer force of will, his eyes have like glazed over. It's like he's like almost entirely unconscious already, but just through the probably the this. Hatred of how these fucking punks are running up on him and killing him. Um, he he is gonna still be alive and still gonna get a volley off. I believe it is his turn. Yes, it is Carmong's turn. Everyone is making a saving throw. I believe what would it be? Dex. We're gonna have to dodge these like projectiles. This is the worst day ever. Oh no. <laughs> I failed. It doesn't matter what it is, okay. I failed. I got a natural one. I got a six. Ooh, a critical fail. 23. Eli, you're gonna take seven points of damage. I'm down. Jory, you're gonna take 10 points. Oh, I'm not down. Of damage. Ooh, and Roddy also takes seven points of damage. And then I guess in the, Roddy's gonna fire back, but uh, it's a little hurting. And in that hurts, perhaps maybe she was lining up the shots and then immediately after got hit by this and it threw off her aim. Another, Roddy is not good with the crossbow. Hammer, good. Crossbow, bad, as the bolt goes flying away and misses entirely once again. Top of the round. Uh, Jolie, death saving throw, presumably? Yes. That's a pass, that's a pass. pass. It's almost a critical success. I almost was back up. Okay. Over to me. Stabbing seems to be stabbing is, is stab, stab getting the job done. Uh, sixteen. Sixteen's a hit. That's got actually good fucking damage. Yeah, how many points can you do? I can do seven. He is dropped to his knee. He is he is all but dead. In fact, I'm gonna say that in that in that attack you kind of, the stabbing is like all working, but he still keeps coming that you like come overhead and you plant that dagger in like his arm and it just like goes limp. Like he just loses entirely usage of the one arm. He still manages to like hold up this massive sword with like, not hold up really more so just like support its weight with his one hand. But he is, uh, he's on his last legs. 
It's your turn, Zeke. This guy won't talk to us, right? <laughs> valid. At what point has he been valid. like, stop, try. let's talk. <laughs> try, yeah, yeah, try. I mean, I wanna, I, I'd rather not kill him and be like, what's, what's the deal, dude? He's not even giving like a I surrender. He's like, let me cast more magic. Yeah, so it's really just a kill. Kill oh. killed. Don't know. I think we gave him many chances. Okay. All right. How many you guys need? Uh, 15. Or 14. 14? Ooh, how fitting. Uh, Zeke, you have to kill this tiefling. That sucks. Is that fitting? Well, it's actually for Zeke's arc this episode a bit. Your yeah. arc is awful right now. I know. So then, before I do that, then, I do want to try and see if I can talk to him. I want to, like, kneel down in front of him and say... Well, okay, it's one or the other. (laughs) You can't, like, have one in the chamber (laughs) and be like, this will kill you instantly unless Unless you talk to me. Well, wouldn't it be dramatic if I, like, ask and he, like, doesn't and then... Oh, just for, like, the moment of it. Okay, so what I mean is that you're resolved to kill him. I think I'm gonna have to, but Zeke really doesn't want to do that. The character moment would be like kneel down so they're face to face and say, I like ask like, why are you still fighting? If you stop fighting, we'll like, we'll, we'll grant you mercy. Mm. Um, you're not at like one health, are you? No, I'm at three. Okay, well, you're going to take one point of damage as he headbutts you in the face. He has no desire to speak to you and has not had any desire to speak to you. All right, bro, you're fucking dead. Yeah, so I think with uh, clear um, reluctance, Zeke puts in that last stab mm-hmm. right into the heart with my with my short sword, mm-hmm. pull it out and maybe wordlessly walk back to my horse. Maybe you stabilize me? Oh my gosh, of course. (laughs) Sylvie sinks to her knees in the grass, orc or tiefling blood spattering her face, just wipes herself clean and looks up at Roddy and says, uh, how'd that go? I don't, I, she might be uncharacteristically quiet as well. Like I think she kind of laughs it off and nods at you but like for Roddy it's like not only was there the whole magic thing but it's also like I mean Newsflash is one dude you know like it was like kind of like she already was pretty concerned about this and she's just been made concerned more as much as you know uh, some of her methods have been questionable and probably will continue to be it's like she does feel responsible for you guys and you guys were hurt so I think that she kind of just says like uh, get back soon don't stay Sun's. it's almost dark by now I nod at Roddy I look down at Carmung's body any loot on him? <laughs> it's important! <laughs> it is, it's just so funny <laughs> the tone um, is there any sick loot here? Uh, like not really like you could take the big sword but like otherwise, yeah. otherwise like magic and, artifacts. And you, you fucked up his leather shit. No, no, like like he was pretty bare bones. Um, that didn't feel good. Should we take the body? For what? The body what is, is two days worth. Of- no. <laughs> <laughs> what happens if his men come to look for him and find his body here? 
fair. I guess um, proper pyre funeral. Or, and I'm not excited to suggest this as a warning if we're passing through their camp. Ooh, Jolie doesn't like it. I'm not saying no, but I don't think I have the stomach to, for that. I think we should take them and decide what to do with them back at camp. Uh, yeah, I'll help you, like, rope the body onto your horse. Um, and I actively don't want to think about what happens when we get back, but I'll rope the body up. Mm. Okay. You guys ride back to camp. And when you arrive... Um, I think Fabio and Paz, um, what, you have like a D10? On me? Yeah. Yeah. Well, how many plays do you have? Oh, oh, (laughs) it's a D12. Oh, D12, please. That's number 10. Yep. (laughs) So you ride in the town, corpse on the back of your horse. And what do we see? (laughs) I I wrote this today. They're performing a um, uh, horrific, like monster play called the Bloody Village, <laughs> and I show up covered in blood, uh, right at the climax, and I'm carrying this tiefling body off a horse, and I drag it around the wagon, not realizing that Paz and Fabio are doing a performance. And so I just like drop this body down in front of people like the children who are like sitting watching this play. And uh, it's probably received either very well or very poorly. Wow, the realism, the attention to detail in this show. Ah. Uh, Yeah, I think it's received well right now. Uh, and then perhaps towards the end of the show as the murmurs of like, wait, what? Wait, is that? Because they also know that you left. Yeah, that uh, is the end and, of the show. And, and the two of them would immediately know. I think that, um, yeah, I mean, now that's like a, you know, you just kind of dropped a bomb on the whole situation there. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Fabio and Paz would come up to and, and be like, are you Okay. I'm a little hurt. We went to see if we could negotiate with him. And we couldn't. I think they just understand as much as they can. And they take you over to like get warm, get some food into you. I think you were deferring to Roddy with like the body, more or less. I think, yeah, I think it's at least a viable discussion to say can we use this to help us get through this area but i'm also okay if we're that's not our angle and we just want to dispose of this so they can't easily track it back to us okay before any of that marlon you hear who was really enjoying the show and goes oh my goodness that's that's one of them that's that's one of carmon's henchmen that's that was one of the men that was there that that's one of them. I remember seeing him. You said Carmon was a big tiefling. Yeah. This is a big tiefling. But that's not Carmon. That's there was a lot of them. <laughs> Rough. Did you get him? Did you? Where are the rest? This was the only one there, Marlin. 
He was watching our campsite. Roll me a group perception check. All three of you uh, roll. 17 more tieflings appear. 17. 15. Six. It's a quiet night. You no longer feel watched. You hear... What is this? Where did you... Where did he come from? Is that Chorley? Yeah. She's talking about the tiefling? Yeah. This! This! He was on the hill. He was watching us. Not that... This! What? Did you go over? Yes. You see that from that wound that was produced by Sylvie, quite deep on his arm, that um, small... uh, maroon vine tendrils like it's like a just like a blossoming flower no 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 Jolie says I don't know but no we're not taking that body bury it Charlie what is this I don't know but it's very intriguing um don't touch that it could be dangerous does it look like anything that you recognize um um yeah. Sure. Um. And Rody's like, I think you've all seen enough today. I'll take care of the rest. Thank you for listening to this episode of Many Realms. This has been our fifth installment of the Many Merchants of Maloon. If you want to join us for the whole ride across Maloon, you can subscribe to our podcast. You can learn more about us by following us on Twitter or Instagram at The Realmcast. Or if you want to support us financially, you can follow us on patreon.com slash many realms. Thank you and see you next time, Realmers.